The only thing better than grinding all night for your side hustle is your roommate picking you up with Mickey D's breakfast. The perfect pickup deal. There's a deal for every morning at McDonald's. Right now, taste breakfast perfection when you get a warm and savory sausage McMuffin with egg for just $2.50. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with combo meal. We're going to be learning the fifth and final piece in Chidush Rabbeinu Chaim HaLevi Hilchos Shabbos. This is on Perak Yud Zayin, Halacha Yud Beis, and Halacha Yud Gimel. This is a short piece and it's on the easier end, but in it Rab Chaim makes a crucial distinction for Hilchos Erevin between whether the walls, the mechitzas of the Eruv are important as walls or because they differentiate the space, they create an enclosed space. And this distinction will help explain the Rambam's Shita. So the Rambam writes as follows, You can create the lechi of an eruv, the post of the eruv, with anything, even if it's living, even if it's prohibited in hana'a. Uh, for example, uh, something which is idolatry or a tree of idolatry. If you use that as your lechi, then that would be sufficient. It would be kosher. Why? Because the width of the lechi can be any amount. There is no minimum measurement for how wide the lechi has to be. Now, the Rambam points out that uh, the lechi cannot be less than 10 tfachim high. So there is a, a minimum height, but uh, the width and the thickness of the lechi, the post, can be whatever it is. Now, the Rambam then continues and says that you can make the wall of the Eru out of any material, again, but here the wall cannot be done out of Avodazara. Why? Because the wall does have a minimum width. It has to be a tefach wide, uh, and therefore it would be problematic to use an Asherah tree or an Avodazara, because as the Rambam says, any time that you have a shior, the halacha requires a minimum measurement, so then you cannot use Avodazara for that. So uh, because the width of the wall has to be a tefach, even though the thickness can be what, whatever it is, uh, you still can not use the Asherah because you won't have your minimum measurement. Now, Reb Chaim explains that this Rambam is based on the halachic concept of kisuse mechtas shiure, that if something is asr behana, you cannot derive pleasure from it, we view it as if the object is lacking the ability to create a shear. It cannot create a measurement that is needed for halacha. So because of that, says the Rambam, in the lechi, where you do not require a shear of thickness, so therefore you can use anything, even if it's Asr Bahano, you can use Avodazara, even though Kisuse Mechtas Shiure, we do not view this as adding up to a shear, but it doesn't matter because the width can be even less than a shear. But when it comes to the wall, so there you do need a minimum width, there is a shear, and therefore the Avodazara object is not sufficient. And it would not be kosher because it does not meet the requirements of a shear. Now, the arrived asks on this that im avyo kolshehu govo mihas tzarech shir shiei govo yud. How could the Rambam say that a lechi is permitted to be used from an avodazara object because it has no shear? That's only the width. The width of the lechi has no shear. 
But the height of the lechi has to be ten tfachim. So how can the Rambam say that you can use an avodah object for a lechi when you won't have the a minimum height that's needed of ten tfachim? That's the arrived critique, and this piece of Rav Chaim is going to answer that. So Rav Chaim begins by pointing out that both the Rambam and the Ravid agree on something important here, which is that kisuse mechtas shiure, this halacha, that when something is aser bahana, it doesn't add up to a shiur, so that means that it is considered physically an object. This is an important distinction, that even though halachically we do not view this as creating a shiur, but the, even the halacha recognizes that there is a physical object in existence here. And that becomes apparent both from the Rambam, because he says that uh, there is a lechi here, so obviously there has to be some sort of object physically here. And even the Ravid who disagrees, the Ravid only questions him because you do need some sort of shear for the height. But the, the Ravid didn't say to the Rambam, uh, how could you say this counts for a lechi when there's no object whatsoever over here? So well, you see in the Ravid that there is an object here, and the Halacha recognizes that as a valid object, except there's no shear. So this is the first key point that Rabbi Chaim makes, that even though we say that there is no shear in Halacha, but that doesn't affect the fact that Halacha recognizes that uh, there is an object which is enclosing this space. Halacha views this as walls without having a shear of a wall. Now, Reb Chaim moves on to his second key point, and that is what do you need in order to make something a Rishus Hayachid for Shabbos? So he says that in the Rambam, you could say that you don't need a wall you need rather that the space should be enclosed. The key point of the Eruv is to enclose the space, but the actual walls are not important. And uh, I'll read a little of his language. Asher al-kein nira didas ha-rambam hi. So it seems that the position of the Rambam is, Bechol mechitos reshus ha-yachir, dibainon shiyehei govan asara, all of the mechitos of a reshus ha-yachir, which we require to be at least ten tfachim high, ikar hashir eno ve'etzim ha the measurement is not in the essence of the wall, ki'im behamakom, but rather in the place. The ba'inon shigova asara shibo yehemukaf mechitzos. We require that ten tfachim high of this space should be enclosed in walls. So if so, that this is the basis of the halacha of Eruv on Shabbos, that you need the space to be enclosed, but you don't need a wall, says Rab Chaim, now we can explain the Rambam why he's not concerned if the Lechi has a problem of Kisuse Mechtas Shiure. Uh, because the lechi does not have an actual shear in halacha. It just needs to be a wall, and it needs to be ten tfachim high in order to enclose that amount of space in this location. But it doesn't actually have a shear in halacha. So this is the key second distinction, that there are areas of halacha where you need to have a measurement, but that's not actually a shear. We need a measurement for some other reason, but there's still no shear in this area of halacha. And uh, mechitzos and eruv on Shabbos is one of those examples where you do need a certain height, but you don't need a shear. And uh, this is how Rab Chaim describes it. If we would find a 
an area which is enclosed with a ten tfachim high enclosing, lo ichpas lanu klal we don't care at all about the actual walls, if they hold ten, if they have a height of ten or not, we don't care about the walls so long as the area is enclosed. And that would now explain this Rambam that holds that you can use Avodah material to make the lechi of the Eruv, the Rambam is saying that since an Eruv does not need an actual shiur, so you can use whatever you want. This that the lechi needs to be ten tfachim high is a din in the place that it needs to be enclosed by something which is ten tfachim. But it's not a din in the actual lechi. And therefore, even though it's Asr Bahana, so it has no shiur, it doesn't make a difference, it's still kosher. As opposed to the wall, if you're using a wall for the Eruv, so then it does have a shiur because it has a minimum width, it has to be one tefach, and therefore you would not be able to use anything which is an Isr Hana because that is Kisuse Mechta Shiure, there is no Shiur in that situation. So this explains the Rambam's ruling over here and answers the Ravid's question why he's not concerned with the minimum measurement of height of a lechi. Reb Chaim's approach creates this new, very unusual case where you do have a wall, but under halacha, there's no shiur. So the question is, is this unusual kind of wall going to count for an eruv? And Rab Chaim says that the Rambam, by analyzing this halacha at its root level, so he deduced that yes, an eruv is not something which needs a shear in the wall. It needs to be enclosed, and for that reason there does need to be a minimum height to the wall of the mechitza, but uh, it does not need to actually have a shear in the height. Um, and therefore, even if you're using something which is Asr Bahana, so there's no shear, it would count. Now, first of all, this is a theme that the walls of the Mechitza are not the important part. It's the enclosing of the space. So we saw that in the last piece. And we also saw there a distinction between the laws of Eruv on Shabbos and the laws of Sukkah. A Sukkah does not follow this rule. It actually needs the walls. And we'll see that same distinction made in Hilcha Sukkah. But the Emek Bracha written by by Rab Aryeleh Pomeranchik, a student of the Briskarov, Rab Chaim's son. So he points out that according to Rab Chaim's own logic, the way he's explaining the Rambam here, so what would result is that when it comes to sukkah, you cannot use Avodah material for any part of it. Because uh, as we've said, for the sukkah, you do need a wall. It's not enough to just have a minimum height. There is a shear, and therefore you would not be able to use Atze Asherah or Avodah for any part of the sukkah because uh, you don't have a shear and therefore it would be puzzle. So uh, that is one nafkamina practical ruling which would come out from this analysis of Reb Chaim. Now, in terms of the two key points that Reb Chaim makes in this piece, uh, the first one is that when we say kisuse mechtas shiure, which literally means that the shear is crushed, so there isn't a shear in this case. So Reb Chaim believes that that just means that there is no shear, but halacha still recognizes that there is an object that's there on a physical level. Uh, that is not entirely clear. There's another concept in halacha called kol ha'omed lisrof kisaruf dami. Anything which is going to be burned is as if it's burned. And this is a machlokus between Rab Shimon and the Rabbanan. And Rashi and other Rishonim seem to imply that the principle of kisuse mechtas shiure is related to kol ha'omed lisrof kisaruf dami. Now, if you're going to understand it that way, so kisuse mechta shure, it's crushed, you could interpret the way Rab Chaim said, that 
that there's no shear, but there is still a physical object. But kol haomed lisrof kisaruf dami, that something which is going to be burned is as if it's already burned, it's very hard to wiggle there and say that halacha is still views there as being an object. Once it's burned, then it's done. There's no object left. So if it's already as if it's burned, then that would seem to imply there is no object. So if Rashi connects these two, then Rashi would seem to disagree with the way Rab Chaim reads the Rambam and the Raivid, and Rashi would hold that the rule of Kisuse Mechtas Shiure means that not only is there no Shior, but there is no object whatsoever. And there's a discussion in the Achronim as to how exactly these two principles relate to each other. Now, in terms of Reb Chaim's second point, which is that in Mechitzas, there is no shear in the wall. That's only that the place needs to be enclosed. So it's interesting to note that there's a similar discussion that happens in the laws of Hanukkah. The Shar Ephraim in Simen Lamed Ches has a famous discussion about using Basar Bechalav oil for lighting the Hanukkah candle. So uh, since it's Basar B'chalav, it's Asr B'hana, you're not allowed to have any pleasure from this oil. And uh, the Shah Ephraim was asked, are you allowed to light it for the Hanukkah candles? So the first thing he discusses is the whole principle of mitzvos lav lehanos nitnu, that we don't derive pleasure from mitzvos. And he discusses whether that would apply, but he's lenient from that regard. Uh, but the second point he makes is that how could you use this oil when it's Asr B'hana? So it's Kisuse Mechtas Shi'ure. You don't have a shear. It's as if you're lighting oil which is not there. So even though the candles are burning, but you haven't done your mitzvah, which is to light Hanukkah candles with oil in them. And because this oil is Asr B'hana, so you have not lit candles with oil. So that's the Shah Ephraim's problem. The uh, Chuvas Shev Yaakov writes back in Simen Nun, and at the the very end, he makes the same point that Reb Chaim made here. He says that Hanukkah candles don't need a shear. They have to light for a certain amount of time, but if you could come up with the case where you're lighting the candles and the oil is burning, even if there's no shear, that would be fine. We say that the Hanukkah candles have to burn at Shetichla Regel Min Hashuk. So nowadays that means about half an hour. So the Shev Yaakov says, like Reb Chaim by Eruvin, that that's not a shear in the oil, it's just an amount of time they have to burn, and if they burn for half an hour, even if there's no shear to them, then that would be sufficient. So uh, he believes that even though this is Kisuse Mechtas Shiure, and there is no shear over here, but because there's oil, so that would be enough in your Yotze, your Hanukkah candle. So uh, Reb Chaim's distinction that when it comes to Eruvin, the place needs to be enclosed, even if the walls don't have a shear, is uh, the same as the Shev Yaakov's distinction that when it comes to Hanukkah candles, the candles just need to burn for half an hour, even if they don't have a shear in them, and therefore they hold that in those cases, Isr Hana would be allowed. The, I haven't really woken up oh, until I've had my McDonald's breakfast deal. And I know this is true because before breakfast, I put my phone in the refrigerator and couldn't find the keys that were already in my hand. Nothing gets the morning going like the first sip of an iced coffee. Get any size and any flavor for 99 cents until 11 a.m. Price and participation may vary. McDonald's. I'm loving it.